I was in my Friday morning mastermind, and we had somebody who was uh, looking for a job. And I thought, this is something we see a lot at Tech After Five. So I thought I would bring my uh, friend and co-host, Scott Pfeiffer, together with me. And we would talk a little bit about helping people find a job. Scott, are you up for that conversation today? I am, Phil. Happy to be here. I think this is a great topic. Yeah. we're uh, The thing is, we want people to find their highest and best use. And a lot of times they're either between gigs or maybe even underemployed uh, where they are today, right? We want you to find a job that you're great at and that you love. Yeah. You know, uh, you said something today, Scott, that I really liked a lot. And it was the idea of uh, sometimes I might do the wrong job with the right people, but I certainly don't want to find myself doing the wrong job with the wrong people. Well, that's right. I mean, you're probably better off doing the wrong job with the right people than you are doing the right job with the wrong people. Right. So uh, th I think that we um, frequently lose sight of the fact that no matter where we're going, I mean, if we're out there looking for another gig, that one of the things we need to do is figure out who we want to work with. And that might be the most important part. Phil, I think it's easy to fall into the trap of believing that those employers that are out there are giving you a gift by giving you a job. If they're looking for people, they're solving a problem that they have, just like you're trying to solve a problem that you have, and you're meeting in the middle. So as much as you're interviewing for a job, you're also interviewing them to be your employer. Who do I want to work with? Yeah, I think that's great advice. And it, you know, it occurs to me that's one of the things that we're going to come back to somewhere along the way and talk about just specifically the interviewing process and how you get through that bit. But we want you to walk into your next interview, your next job, or whatever that opportunity might be. We want you to be thinking that you know you are interviewing them just as much as they're interviewing you because it's a good fit, and that's what you both want. That's right. Be confident. Yeah. All right. So our thing is today, we said we're going to tell you how to find a job in a week. That's what we're going to do. Specific, measurable actions for every day of the week that are designed to get you a job. So we probably have to help a few folks who got stuck at this at the beginning. Wait, how can I find a job for a week in a week? I've been out of this thing for months. So let's, let's answer that question for them up front. You might not find a job in a week, but this is a week's worth of things to do. And if you get to the end of the week, you don't have a job yet, you just do it again the next week. Yeah, you'll Scott, get that job. Scott, talk a little bit about why that's important. You know, we believe that you, if you have confidence in the process, this is going to lead to a good outcome, right? Well, that's what it's all about is having confidence in the process, which leads to confidence in yourself. And this, this process we're going to outline is designed to give you some clarity and to give you specific actions to take so that you're working forward. You're going to get that job. Yeah. I mean, our number one enemy right, Scott, is that our number one enemy is that we can do nothing, right? I mean, we get up and just say, oh my goodness, this looks like a whole lot to do, or I don't know what to do. There are lots of things that get in your way that keep you from doing anything at all. And we don't want that to happen. That's right, Phil. A lack of specific action items can lead to just malaise and the days slip away and nothing gets done. You're depressed. You really need to have a plan, and execute that plan in order to you know keep that forward momentum and maintain that confidence and avoid the desperation that's going to land you in a job you really don't want. 
Right. It, it is. We don't want you to be in that spot. So what we've come up with, we've got a specific measurable plan, how you can find a job in a week, primarily using social media. That's right. Well, live, in person, and social media, right? Okay. Yep, it does both. Yeah, so we're going to start you off. Um, if I'm going to do this in a week, then I must have stuff for every day of the week. And that means, uh, folks, you can pull this out and write it down if you want. But we've got work for you on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Um, you kind of get the weekend off, but not really. We'll talk to you about what you're going to do every day, which is going to include some weekend days as well. Um, but let's start with Monday. So this is the very first day, and what have I got to do? Scott, talk about it. Monday, Phil, we are going to get our platform right. We're going to decide which social media platforms we want to be on, and we're going to make sure that those social media platforms look good. Right. So when we say platform, we're going to be specific about that. We're probably primarily talking about something like LinkedIn, but it might be LinkedIn. You may have a web page that you've done of your own, you know, even like a Wix site or something like that. But we really like using something like uh, LinkedIn. Maybe you're going to use Facebook. I mean, if you're someone who writes an awful lot, produces great content, maybe Medium is part of that platform. Um, yeah, if you're a visual artist like my son, you might use Instagram so you can get photographs of your artwork out there. Probably you're going to want to use something like Twitter. If you were in the art space, right, there there may be other things. I was thinking, isn't the Behance Network is one that's specifically aimed at helping folks in that sort of art space? I know our folks are primarily technical, and the idea is in a technology space, Certainly, I'm going to start with something like LinkedIn and Facebook, but I might actually be in Google Plus or good, good grief. I might be on GitHub or something like that. Sure. Some other technical space. But, but day one is identify your platform. Hopefully, that's the quick part. We do that on the front. And in, in the beginning, remember, this may be multiple weeks. And that first Monday, right, it's what are, where am I going to begin? And I need to get that right. What does right mean? Well, for one thing, they can listen to our podcast on five things you're doing wrong on LinkedIn, and that will help them get that LinkedIn profile looking good. And then across platforms, they should focus on making sure that their LinkedIn and their Twitter and their Facebook or whatever, they should all look similar. The colors that they're using should be the same. The pictures that they're using should be the same. I should be able to, if I'm if I know you on LinkedIn and I see you on Twitter, there should be cues to me that tell me that, oh, that's that guy. Right. And of course, we want these, as we talked about before on our LinkedIn podcast, we want this to be right. We want it to be up to date. And primarily, more than anything, right? And people say, well, I don't know what to put here. I don't know what to write about that. We want it to not embarrass you. That's right. Get rid of those typos. Run it through Grammarly. Do something. Right. But we, we, want, we want your LinkedIn page to be something that is a good accounting of who you are and what your capabilities are. And it should represent the idea, if you are an active seeker, it should represent the idea that you are ready to go to work for somebody new. That's exactly right. Say into the universe what it is you want and need. If yeah. you don't, if you keep it to yourself, you're not doing yourself any good. And when that prospective employer takes a look at whether it's your resume, which is another thing you're going to try to get right, but whether it's your resume, your LinkedIn profile, your Twitter, when they look at it, they're using that consciously or subconsciously as a proxy for this is the kind of work product I can expect out of this cat when I hire him. Isn't that right, Phil? Yeah. When you get the 
your LinkedIn profile, your resume, et cetera, because you're going to use this as a reach out platform, right? We're going to start here and use this as kind of a center. But the whole idea is to make sure that this information accurately reflect, reflects who you are and what is next for you. That's exactly right. Yeah. All right. So first day, we're going to identify our platform. So they could be LinkedIn, Facebook, Medium, Twitter. We mentioned GitHub and Google Plus, perhaps, or, or Instagram. There might be others. And so the first day, our job is to get it right. Now, you may decide that one or two of these platforms, and that might be all it is, or maybe three, one or two or three of these platforms are going to be your primary purpose, but you might need to go take a look at some of these others and make sure there's not out-of-date information that's going to hold you back, right? I just talked to a guy a week ago or a couple weeks ago, and uh, he said he'd forgotten he had a Twitter profile, and it, it actually it was a picture. It was his name. It was clearly him. It was a dog for the profile photo, and, it, of course, it had information from many years ago. Yeah, I think it's important to figure out which, prof which platforms you're already on and make sure they're either all right or kill the ones you don't want to use anymore. Right. But let's, so the idea is let's get the ones right. We're going to get right. And, you know, let's get them up to date. Uh, where do I get, you know, let's imagine that I'm going to go in and take a look at my LinkedIn profile, my uh, Facebook for another one as well. Um, I'm going to get that right. I mean, I, I think it should just, uh, what, what I, maybe I should ask you, where are the things, what is the data I need to make sure I've got written there if I am an active job seeker? What's most important? Well, I think, for an active job seeker, I really want to see your experience. I want to see your education. I want to see your training. And I want in your description some idea of how you work. What is it like to work with Phil? And, and what are my capabilities? If I've got some wins in the past of things I've done for previous folks, I mean, I want that job history to be right. I wanted to have some information about what I, you know, some of the wins that I had while I was there. I think so. You know, your description of what you did at your job shouldn't be a bunch of marketing speak. It should be specific and it should have numbers in it, hopefully. Right. And if I'm new in my career, right, like let's just say I'm coming out of school or something like that, one of the things I'm going to put in there is I'm going to put in perhaps some of my either volunteering or internships or things that at least proximate. Again, we're looking for proxies of good behavior, proxies of appropriate work behavior, uh, something that's congruent with the kind of job that I'm looking for. Absolutely. And another thing that can be very powerful, like and LinkedIn does a good job of this, is reaching out to past employers or teachers or uh, people that you've done volunteer work for and get them to do a nice endorsement of you. Great. Oh, well, wait a second. That's going to come up here, right? So listen, we started with Monday, get our platform right. Now, someone might say, I don't know if that's going to take me all day. That's okay, right? Because we've got something else for them for Monday. And in fact, it's for every day. We think that in addition to what you're going to do each day of the week, there's a few things that you probably ought to do every day of the week. And let's talk about those, Scott. So we think there are three things that you should be doing every single day. And number one on that list is curating content all right tell me tell me more so we've found our platforms that we're going to use and now we are going to reach into those platforms and we're going to find interesting articles or interesting stories that are in our industry that relate to what we want to do and we're going to share them with our audience and we're not just going to hit the share button 
we're going to make a comment when we share. We're going to say something, what we think about that article, what we think about that story, and we're going to put that out there and start building some credibility. Right. So it might be that it's, again, curating. We're not talking about writing our own content. I think we want you to do, but we're just getting started here. The curating content every day, that's kind of us looking around, finding information. You know, you talked about industry. If I'm in ceramics, for example, it might be that I found something about a ceramics company that I really liked that was interested in where they were headed. If I'm interested in working with local companies, finding things of local interest about the companies I'm interested in working with, that's a great thing to put in part of that content curation as well. So if I find a local employer is doing something new, you know, congratulations to so-and-so, put that in my co- in my field. It sure is. In my activity. We're going to hone this in as we go further into the week. As we identify prospects, we're going to reach out and find people that are at those prospects who are sharing content, and we're going to curate and reshare their content. Okay. So first thing every day. Uh, this is on our everyday list, not the Monday list, but on the everyday list, I'm going to curate content. And we think you should put probably three pieces out there somewhere across your network. You should certainly have a daily goal for each platform of how many items you're going to curate. And if you can't reach that goal because you can't find enough, then you're not following enough good people. You need to go follow some more good people that are putting out content in your area. Yeah, we'll add that. All right. Second thing I'm going to do every day. We're going to do some live in-person networking every single day. Yeah, there's really nothing like just being face-to-face with some people. And this can be good for you for so many different reasons, right? One of which is, uh, and of course, when we say live in-person networking, there's a couple ways this goes about. I might be going to a networking event where I meet a bunch of people, or I might simply have said, look, for those days in which I don't have a networking event, I'm going to do some one-on-one face-to-face. I'm going to invite somebody out for coffee and spend 30 minutes with them, just having a cup of coffee and talk to them about what they're doing and asking about what I ought to be doing. It could be as simple as that. It can be a personal mentor or guru who you think can give you good advice on where to look. It could be somebody who's in the industry you're looking at who might have some leads for you. It could be someone who serves the industry you're looking at. But every day, if there's a live in-person networking event like a Tech After Five, you're going to go to that. And if there's not, you're going to reach into your Rolodex and find somebody and take them to coffee, take them to lunch, take them for drinks, whatever it is, take a walk with them. Can you hire me? That's not the question. I mean, it might be the question, but it's probably not the question. You know, I, I think just asking, just telling people kind of where you are and telling them what you need is probably a good thing. See if they can find some way to figure out to help you. I think that's it. Share your story. Yeah. Speak out loud what it is you want or need. People love to help other people. Yeah, and there's no reason at all to not why you're along the way. See if you can't help them. Well, that's even better, right? That's the offer value first bit. If you can actually pull that off as to, you know, what is it, what is it you can be doing for them? That's so, exactly right. All right. So there are three things on the list for every day. First one's curate content. Second one is uh, live in-person networking of some sort. And then number three, not everyone might intuit, but we think, Scott, it's important to journal every day. Write a little bit down about your progress. It doesn't need to be long. You know, we're talking about maybe putting down a page or maybe two if that's really your kind of thing. But sitting down with a piece of paper and a pencil or pulling up Evernote or typing it into something. But every day you should be writing a little bit about your journey. Scott, what do you think should be inside that? Uh, you know, what, what kind of questions should I be answering when I write my everyday journal? I think that you need to talk about your journey, about the day that you've had or the day that you had yesterday, what went right, what felt good, what didn't quite go right or could be done better. 
What lessons did you learn? Do you have three wins, maybe a challenge? If, if I just looked down at that blank piece of paper and said, you know, how am I doing, and answered that question, um, that would be useful. If I can add to the things of, you know, a couple things of what, what went really went well, you're talking about the wins, what did I learn, you know, what's the biggest obstacle for me at the moment? And how will I overcome it? Those are probably good things to write down as well. But the idea of just getting a little bit of clarity by getting your thoughts down on the page, uh, it's just like having another person help you. You and I both think that people ought to journal all the time anyway, but we both find ourselves that journaling not only adds clarity, as you write, you just there's something in your subconscious brain that solves problems while you're while the ink is flowing. It also takes away anxiety. A lot of times if you're feeling a lot of anxiety, if you just write about that anxiety on the page, it just seems to sort of flow out of you and it helps a lot. Right. So this is sort of a version of journaling that's kind of specific to the job seeking part where, you know, we're kind of limiting ourselves down to this moment. This type of journal says, let's let's just sort of document as I go along the way. Where am I? How do I feel about it? What am I going to do next? Sure. You're focused on this particular task that you're undertaking. All right. So that's got us Monday. We've got our regular Monday thing, which is get our platform together, get our platforms cleaned up. And then we've got our three daily tasks, which are curate content, live in-person networking, and then journaling our progress. I think we can go to Tuesday. I think we feel pretty good about Monday. And on Tuesday, we are going to start doing our homework. We are going to research 25 prospects, companies that we think we want to work for. Maybe they're in the, the city or cities we've targeted. They're in the industries we've targeted. They're the size we think we want. Maybe they're doing the kinds of things we like. They're solving the kinds of problems we like to solve. But we're going to identify these companies and we're going to do a little bit of homework on them. We're going to look at their websites, um, that sort of thing. All right. I'm going to assume that there are some people who probably can come up with that list pretty quickly and some folks who might struggle a little bit with coming up with 25 20 or 25 people to put on the list or 25 companies to put on the list. How am I going to come up with those companies if I'm the struggler? Well, I think you can turn back to your social media platform. Take a look. You know, if you're if you're following people that are writing about the kinds of things you're interested in, maybe you're using hashtags or something to search for them, or you're using the search feature on LinkedIn to find them. You start looking what what companies are they? You know, you find somebody who's written an interesting article. What company does he work for? Maybe that's a good company to research. The other way is through your live in person networking. When you're sitting down with these people you've identified, maybe you ask them, "Hey." Here are the kinds of things I like to do. Here's the kind of industry I want to be in. Who do you know in that space that's a great company to work for? I think you could easily even add something along the line of Googling the uh, best places to work and pulling out some of those lists. That's sort of some basic research you might do. Another is that, you know, at least in all the cities in which we have a live Tech After Five event, there is also a book of lists published by a local newspaper, right? So it's GSA Business and Columbia Regional Business or Charleston Regional Business Report and the Columbia one as well. But the point is that in, in Charlotte's got one too, but everyone's got a book of lists and those may list companies that are interesting to you either because of the industry they're in or their capability or their size or whatever. Those are two great ideas. Yeah. I think a third one, just as another source that might be to 
it would occur to me to find a professional organization that I think I would I either am a member of or would like to be a member of when I have that job and find out what companies are members of that professional organization, right? So if I'm an engineer, that might be the local IEEE Society. If I'm an open source developer, you know, there's various open source Linux, et cetera, groups. Those are kind of do it. Um, but if I'm, you know, into training or human resources, like the local, local chapter of the Society for Human Resource Management, SHRM, might be a good organization. But there always, there are trade organizations for whatever business you're in that would be a good fit to find a list of companies to kind of begin with. It's great advice, Phil. You're, you're making it easy for them now. Tuesday, our idea is to identify our prospects and begin research. Now, you know, you probably should have a spreadsheet listing these out, right? So something like a Google Sheets or whatever, you know, I mean, this could be a piece of ledger paper if that's the way you want to do it. But if you're kind of electronic, you just stick it into a sheet somewhere and start listing out these companies. Sure. You know, identify the company, what it is they do. Uh, you can identify their website so you can find it easily. And you can start doing research on are any of their executives or employees that are doing kind of what you want to do, are they active on your platform, right? Find a, find a list of the key people in the company on their website and then go to LinkedIn and type in the names and see if you can find them. And yeah. are they active? Look for them on Twitter. I think it might be quite possible that you would have a list that's longer than the list of people you know you'd like to work for, right? So some may be what we would call suspects as opposed to prospects. But I would think when I put in that sheet together, I would put a little letter column right there next to it too. And I'd kind of evaluate, is this an A company that I'd really know I'd like to work for? Is it B where I think I'd kind of accept it? Or is it someplace that I have not yet figured out whether it's a good place to work or not and I need to do some research? That's a question mark, right? I agree with that. 100%. And, you know, some of those C companies, as you begin to do the research of looking at who in that company is on LinkedIn, who in that company is on Twitter, you may find a company that you think is a C company, but you go on LinkedIn and their CEO is writing articles about how, you know, his management style and how he attacks problems or how, what he thinks about customers. And you may read those and say, wow, that's a guy I really want to work for. Or you might take an A prospect and do the same thing and read articles that they're posting and say, ooh, that is not a good fit for me. Right. And of course, again, there are websites that you can go out and research and figure out whether people like working for the company that they're in or not, right? So you might do that as well. Yeah. All right, Check so and see if they've got lawsuits or better business uh, <laughs> bureau complaints. Right. Glassdoor. So there are... Um, so that's our Tuesday. We're going to begin. We're identifying our prospects. We're identifying the target companies we think we would like to work for. And we are beginning our research. Now, at the end of Tuesday or somewhere on Tuesday, we still have our three regular things that we need to do, right? So we're going to be curating content on that day and sticking that out. We're going to do some in-person networking, having coffee with somebody. And this makes me think about on Tuesday, one of the things we might be doing is having coffee with somebody and asking about not just the companies that are on your list. In fact, one of the things you do once you've got this list is you carry the list with you and say, hey, do you know anybody who works in these companies or do you have anything to say? Might help you with your evaluation of it. But I think you're also going to be asking the question, what companies should I be considering that didn't make this list? Right. right. Who's not on my list? Because they're small and medium-sized companies, particularly, that people just don't know about. They don't make a list because they're heads down off doing a really great job at something, and you just don't know who they are. Yeah, th those are two great questions. You know, now that you've now that you've gotten to Tuesday, 
both your networking and your curating can become a little tighter and a little more targeted, right? Right. So at that live in-person networking event, whether it's an event with lots of people or a one-on-one, you've got that list. You can ask about those companies specifically. You can ask who's not on the list. And on the curating, you've gone on your social media platforms and identified people that work at these companies that are active on social media. Now you can start focusing on curating their content, resharing it, saying nice things about it, giving your two cents, make sure you tag them in your response so that they start seeing your name pop up in their feeds before they ever see your resume. Yeah. Oh, man. That right there, that's a gold nugget. I don't think people quite figure that out. You know, one of the ways I get through some of these processes is just with repeat connections. That's a propinquity kind of thing, right? But I get multiple exposure by tapping people before I ever reach out to them directly, right? They see my name some other place. I mean, that is the best thing to walk into a place and someone say, oh, well, I know who you are because I saw you here, I heard you there, or so-and-so had told me about you before, or maybe they just saw your name on social media somewhere, right? Sure, they got a notification that said, Phil Yanoff liked and shared your article or commented on your article, and you pop it up, and Phil said something that was A, smart, and B, complimentary. All of a sudden, you like Phil. That's right. Yeah, and you might not even know why, right? You might not even be able to pull all that back, but you saw it somewhere else. So that repeat connection is really good. All right, so we're going to do that. And, of course, we're journaling about along our way. So we're doing that on Tuesday as well. But now let's say we got Tuesday well in hand, and it is a Wednesday. What are we going to do on Wednesday, Scott? Uh, Wednesday is when we attack. Okay. We've been planning for two days. Now we're going to launch our assault. Right. We're going to go to these companies that we've identified. And the first thing we're going to do is find out, do they have any jobs open that they're actively seeking applications for. Right. So this is us going out onto their websites or onto the job sites, Monster Indeed, et cetera, and figuring out what these folks have in by way of open job orders that are that are close to what we want, right? I mean, we're trying to find, are there, is there anything there which they're actively identifying? I mean, and this is good research for us, but Again, we're not just researching today. We're actually applying for jobs, but we're going to go through that list and find out who's got something open, and then we're going to stick our name into the queue. That's right, Phil. And for the ones that we identify that don't have an open job that we can find, we're sending those guys an email. Right. So talk about that a little bit. We're going to send an email to someone just to find out if they've got a job. Do we send it to the HR manager? Who do we talk to? We're going to send it to people that are decision makers at the company, maybe the CEO, especially if it's a smaller company, uh, possibly the manager in charge of the function where you want a job, you might send one to the HR manager. And I think this is really a two-step process, Phil. I think the first step is to identify whether those guys are active on your social media platform and to reach out by sending them a connection request and then to send them an email that says, hey, Here I am. I'm looking for work. I love your company. Be specific. What is it you like about the company? Maybe you like the company because you saw this particular article that this one guy wrote, or maybe there's some other reason. Maybe a friend of yours told you that it was a great company. Be specific about why you're interested in the company and what you can do. Try to try to create a conversation. Yeah. And that's one of the things that if you're using something like LinkedIn in particular, there's an opportunity for kind of seeing a social graph, right? Who are they connected to that we're, that we're connected to as well? All right. So on Wednesday, I'm applying for jobs. I'm identifying people that might be able to introduce me to someone 
over there at that company as well, right? So I'm doing all of that. And of course, then I get to the end of Wednesday and I'm going to do my three daily activities as well. Curating content, now informed by the idea that I know there are jobs available. I'm going to be doing some live in-person networking, which maybe not was connected to this yet. I mean, maybe in the next week or whatever it will be, but in, at least in the first week, it was informed by what I knew yesterday or the day before. Sure. And now that we're at Thursday, Phil, and we've not only identified and done research on the companies, but maybe we're in the process of reaching out to specific individuals at those companies, our live in-person networking can be, like you said, who do you know at this company? Who can you give me a soft handoff to? Because right. that's what I'm really looking for now. Okay. So you kind of jumped us right there. That's right where we are. Thursday, what are we going to do? We're going to reach out to some specific connections, right, at yeah. all these companies. That's right. We're, we are specifically reaching out. We are being really active now. Right. So Thursday is we're going through LinkedIn. We're going to find some folks who work at these companies. We're going to send connection requests to where we've got to where that makes sense. You know, my guess is that we know somebody who knows somebody over there and we might even be asking for an introduction, but we're going to go out and make some connections to with a lot more people. Now we started with LinkedIn. We think that's one of the primary ways that you're going to do it. We think it's a place for active job seekers go naturally. That is a natural network. But again, you may be looking for either a job that's hard to find or when it's not when it doesn't normally show up on LinkedIn. So you may be inside of other networks, right? You might be inside of a Behance network. You might be actually even doing this on Twitter, right? There's some reason this may be a particularly difficult thing or for some reason they don't show up on LinkedIn. So I'm going to go through Twitter or maybe even my Facebook connections and do the same thing. Well, sure. LinkedIn makes it easy with the first, second, third circle connections that it tells you about, but you can do the same things on the other sites. I can go, if I know Phil Yanoff is super connected in the tech industry in Greenville, I can go to his Twitter and see who he is following and who's following him and maybe identify some prospects that way. I can say, oh, look, Phil follows this guy who works at this company. Maybe Phil can introduce me to him. Now I have something to talk to Phil about. Right. All right. So that so Thursday is expanding our network, right? So we're going to go out and reach out to these connections, and we, they may not have had a job uh, position opening that we know about, but we're going to be reaching out, and the people that we do know, we might be messaging them saying, "Hey, you know, I just want to let you know I'm kind of in this spot in my life. If you were me, who would you talk to over there, or who should I be getting into contact with at That's that right. company?" That's right, because those personal recommendations either for you to them or them to you or uh, soft handoffs, those sorts of things, they're worth gold. Right. All right, Scott. So we do that. Then we do our daily events again. Of course, here we are. We're curating content. We're doing live in-person networking, again, informed by everything we know. We're journaling our progress. So we've got some new things to write about. And that brings us to Friday, right? And so what are we going to do on Friday? Well, Friday, we're going to follow up and review. We're going to make sure that no message that has come in has gone unreturned. We're going to review our progress and where we are, make sure our spreadsheet's up to date, but we're also going to create some content ourselves. Okay. So two steps there. First one, hopefully relatively easy. We've got a whole bunch of inbound stuff. We're going to make sure that we take care of all of that. Um, but then our big task for the day is we're going to produce, create, and perhaps schedule some content. So talk about that, Scott. What's the right thing for someone to do? Well, you're going to want to create content that fits you. It could be a blog post 
on your website. It could be an article that you're going to write for LinkedIn or other places. It could be photographs. It could be art. It could be whatever it is that fits within your wheelhouse. It could be a podcast episode, whatever. But you're going to create some new, unique content. And my advice always is think of three things you want the people who might hire you to think about you and create content that demonstrates whatever those capabilities are. Help me with that, right? What if I'm not naturally a writer? I mean, can I still do this? Sure, because we don't need to produce 1,500 word long form articles necessarily. Right. You can if you want, and you're a great writer. But this could be a 400 word or 600 word short post or a little video or um, a spoken item that you're going to put out there. But it could be short, but it needs to demonstrate something you want other people to know. So if you're if one thing you want people to know is that you have deep experience, then you might be blogging about a war story from your past that shows kind of like those commercials, right? I know a lot because I've seen a lot. I'm going to push a little bit harder on this just because I think that some folks are going to have real difficulty with this, right? They really don't see them themselves as a writer. So I got to figure out what is a minimally viable product for some piece here. And again, if if someone is writing and the idea is they're trying to look for work, establish credibility, establish reputation, then it, again, this doesn't need to be long, but it should be something specific with something they've done, or maybe it's even commenting on something in the news. And again, we're trying to avoid the third rail we're here, right? We're not trying to, we don't want to stir anything up. We're just trying to talk about what's going on or some uh, idea of ours, which we think might be useful or some experience we've had. Sure. And it should be professional. It should relate to the job you want. Don't go on there talking about religion or politics or whatever. That's not what you're here for. Right. Yeah, we're not, again, we're not trying to stir up the pot. So it, w the format we like to see for something like this, I think, is probably in the problem approach and resolution, right? So if you can just follow that format of, all right, here, uh, here's a thing that I saw. Here are some ways that we kind of took a, a look at it and the way we resolved it. I would love to find out, you know, then ask people, you know, how, if you guys saw this, what approaches have you used or what might you do in something like that? But it kind of demonstrates a little bit of credibility, a little bit of capability, and uh, shows people that you are interested in solving professional problems. I agree with that. And, you know, there's some basic, if you're doing writing, there are some basic rules to follow. Use short sentences. Don't use a bunch of jargon thinking it makes you look smart. Use the active voice, which is, you know, subject, verb, object. <laughs> Run it through Grammarly before you yeah. post it. Yeah, so we can get all those bits done to get ourselves back to some readable. I mean, again, this is supposed to reflect well on us, not poorly on us. But if we give you an overall structure, hey, I saw this thing happen inside this business. Um, great. The good news was I had a great team. We came up with this idea. I did this, and this is how it all came out. How? What do you guys think? Does this seem reasonable to you? Um, that's a good way to kind of build up that reputation in a professional space. It is. All right. So we're going to do that on Friday. We're going to follow up and review, hopefully relatively easy, and then we're going to produce, curate, and schedule. Now, on Friday, you may well be 
Um, that follow-up and review may well be booking appointments for interviews, right? We I sure mean, hope it, so. At some point, that's the next translate. I mean, so you're going to either be doing a phone interview or doing a live in-person interview. And one day later, we're going to talk about how those go. But the idea is I'm going to be spending my time on Friday scheduling and getting ready for live in-person interviews. Phil, let's talk a little bit about scheduling the content that you're creating. How would I do that? Yeah. So we're talking about, well, there's the, yeah, there's the content I'm creating. There's the content I'm curating and maybe not everybody uh, wants to just jump on Twitter every day or jump on LinkedIn every day. So there are tools out there to kind of let you help you schedule that content over time if, when you've got a number of things, right? Um, there's a number of them out there. One of my favorites is Buffer. I use uh, both Buffer and Hootsuite, but Buffer is kind of easy for newcomers to kind of take a look at. And it's a way that you can say, all right, I want to post one thing a day to LinkedIn. I want to post one thing or two things a day to Twitter, or I want to post uh, one thing a day to my Facebook or wherever. And you basically just set those schedules up and then you create the content and you just let it live in there. And Scott, I have, uh, well, I've used both of these tools, but I particularly think about Buffer that sometimes I'm almost two weeks ahead of my schedule. I've got everything set inside there ready to go. Well, that's right. You can schedule it out. You can figure out what times of day you want it to publish, what platforms you want it to publish on. You can schedule it two weeks in advance. And as you continue through this process, after the first week, you'll have one piece of content, new live, you know, original content to share that next week. After the second week, you'll have two pieces and then three and then four. Right. And then you just keep rescheduling. And the thing is, you know, particularly, you know, in a space like Twitter, you shouldn't assume that everyone saw it the last time it went and they use that opportunity to click on it and follow or through. So Twitter is particularly one where you can repost pretty easily because it's ephemeral, right? But people look at it and then in a couple hours it's gone. Well, that's exactly right. Nobody's seeing everything in their Twitter feed unless they are Twitter maniacs. Right. So it's okay to post the same thing multiple times and catch a bigger portion of your audience. Right. But if you're inside of LinkedIn, the thing is you can be posting something every day. Just again, to kind of remind people what you're up to. And we want people to, someone else that looks at you on LinkedIn, we want them to look at your activity feed and figure out that what you said was, uh, I mean, that you were there and that you did something meaningful inside the network. You're alive and kicking. Absolutely. We talked about that in our five mistakes you're making on LinkedIn podcast, that your activity feed is an important thing. And right. you need to curate, you need to be sharing original content. People need to look on there and say, this guy's alive, he's active, he says smart things. Really, the whole goal here is that when you finally get into that interview, that they maybe have heard of you and have a positive association with you because maybe someone that you live networked in has said something nice about you, or they've looked at your profile and they were impressed by it, or they've read something you read or curated and thought, huh, there's a smart guy. I like this guy. Right. That's it. I want, I want my natural voice to come out so people can figure out whether there's somebody, I am somebody they want to be working with. You know, I think that's a super important point. What we're, we're not trying just to get the highest paying job we can find regardless of what it is and who it's with. We're trying to find a good fit. So don't be afraid to be your true professional self. And I don't mean by that, be your true casual self and talk about, you know, your hobbies and your religious preferences and your political ideas. But I do mean, 
show them the person that you are and don't be afraid to because you want to work with people that are going to want to work with that guy. You can't keep a mask on for the next five or ten years. Be be what you are and uh, get that part out in the open. All right, Scott, we start with the ideas. One of the things we know is that people come to Tech After Five, the live events, and they're coming to the podcast because one of the things they want to get done in their lives is to find their next gig, right? And that just happens. I mean, we're, we live in a world where people work for companies shorter and shorter periods of time, and it's quite possible that they're off trying to figure out what comes next. We want to be helpful. This is what Tech After Five does in its live events. It's what we're doing here on the podcast. So, we start out saying we're going to give you something to do every day of the week. We want to help you, that is our dear listener, find a job in a week. Now, I don't know if you get it done in a week, but now you've got specific, measurable work to do every day of the week in order to make sure that every week you've got a regular plan that you're going to ratchet through again and again as you get yourself closer and closer to finding a job. That's right. Every day of the following weeks, you're just going to take the things you did and make them better. On Monday, you're going to you're going to go back to those profiles and you're going to go back to that resume and you're going to make them better. On Tuesday, you're going to find more prospects or hone that list down. But every week, you're going to just do it a little bit better, a little bit tighter, a little bit sharper until you land that job you really want. Right. Every day, we've got something to do. And this is a way, a plan that you can execute Every week, ratchet it through, bang, 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 and then you'll get the job, right? Because we have confidence in this process. We know that this process works for other people. We know that it's going to work for you as well. We want you to have confidence in the process so that you don't get desperate and make a bad decision. Yeah, excellent. Scott, thanks so much for helping me help this group figure out what comes next for them. Thanks, Phil. It was great to be here. 